Here we go. December the 19th. Yes, finally. Got yes. it right. Yes. <laughs> you'd, never, you'd think we were even recording them on December the 19th. Mm. The date is so stuck in my head. Yes. Yeah. 60% of the time, it works all the time. That is true. Yes. 60% of the time, it works all the time. Mm-hmm. That is quite clever. A bit too deep for this time of night. <laughs> <laughs> that is from the uh, Anchorman uh, movie. Ah, okay. Yeah. You've been watching any good movies lately? Uh, yes. Can't remember. <laughs> I did though. Yesterday, I went to see the new Avatar movie Avatar. In, in IMAX, three yes. D IMAX yeah. for three hours, and it was very, very good. Three D IMAX, three D IMAX, <gasps> and Mr. Cameron you was. You took just amazing. me to the IMAX, but we haven't done three D IMAX. Then I'll have to take you to three D oh. IMAX. It was very good. It was incredibly good. The quality oh. of IMAX in three D is just amazing. So, because what actually happens oh, is man. it doesn't come out at you because that's off-putting. It goes back. So oh. the front of the screen is kind of your front. Although they can fly things right past your eyes for the, you know, of course, yeah. for the in the the Avatar movie, everything was back, so it was all behind stuff, and it was it was mm. like looking inside a stage. It was very clever. So the 3D aspect was really well done. Very well done, and so, not just a ploy. You know, yeah. There was once or twice when spears came flying through and bullets came flying okay. past out the screen, but most of the time it was just about to provide the depth of mm. somebody speaking in front, nice. of somebody behind, or somebody creeping up behind with a knife. Okay, okay. But it was a three-hour okay. movie, and never once did mm. I look at my watch to go, "How long do I have left?" Very nice. good, okay. highly recommended. Uh, if you're an Avatar fan, uh, the new one, and catch it in 3D uh, in, in IMAX, it was incredible. All right. All right, good. that was just good films because we started with movies. Yes. You want to talk about pages and some weird idea about tracking people's questions. Yes. So for the longest of days in all my career He's as a again. SharePoint He's consultant, off again. <laughs> um, I've been creating Q&A. Well, I've been creating SharePoint sites about SharePoint. SharePoint sites about SharePoint. Yes. Okay. Or about a project things that we're rolling out. So yep. training material, presentations, um, whatever. Q&As are always a big part of that. And I used to do them in lists, where I would say the title would be my question and then a long-form uh, long text field as an answer, and then I would group that on the title. I use, I use collapsible page sections. Collapsible page sections. I've used that yep. last year as well uh, for oh, one sorry, of my was projects. sorry, old hat? No, 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 definitely <laughs> not. And it definitely works very well because that allows you to add much more than Content just in the text. Yeah, so you can put documents, quick links, uh, yep. images, whatever yep. uh, in, in your answer. But you actually came up with an even better idea. Yes, to be able to track some analytics around your questions and pages. Yeah. Because that is actually what is missing. Because in the collapsible sections, you can't see how many times somebody uncollapsed your section. That Correct. would actually be a really cool metric to track. Yeah, and with lists as well, mm-hmm. you can't always see how many people have clicked or opened a question. Yeah. So what did I do? What did I show you to do or tell you to do that you You so told much? me to create a separate page for every of the answers. Yes. And then to create a page with a highlighted content web part yes. that would like query all the uh, pages List from all that your questions specific and then type. link to the pages. Exactly. Yes. And not only that, on each page you can then have separate cost columns list so you can enable the questions from the bottom and the comments on each page. Yeah. 
so that you end up with you also get to see interactive on each page yes so there's so many benefits of doing that you do end up having to create a whole bunch of pages though but that's okay i mean even creating collapsible sections or creating pages it's more or less the same amount of work and i'd rather create pages than a whole bunch of sections no that is very very true and then you can use analytics for every page yeah to be able to uh, find out when the page is opened and how long it was opened for and whether people were reading all of it and everything else. Yeah, yeah, cool. Then you can actually track, like these are the questions that lots of people open up. So I might do, might have to do extra training about this. Yeah, I use the same thing for my training site as well. So when, when I'm doing a launch, the first thing, my baseline learning pages are usually a page with all the YouTube videos on. Yeah, and just stack them one after the other. Just it's quick and mm-hmm. easy to to be able to take Microsoft's e-learning and, and throw it in there. But by putting each video on a different page, you actually get to do frequently asked questions underneath each video, yeah. and you can get people to write their own questions in, and then you can answer them through the just standard comment stuff. Yeah, and still you can then work out um, who's actually opening those pages and running those videos. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, it's yeah. cool. So there you go. All right, wonderful. Analytics on your Q&A questions by creating a page for every question. And done within five minutes. Uh, do you want to find out? Ah, so close, Moraine. Ah. So close. Six minutes. Say goodbye at six minutes ten. Bye. Hey! Oh, 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 oh. Merry Christmas.